Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Let's have a discussion. Bullsh**! Yes! That escalated quickly. He seems to have a pathological shamelessness. It's black wrong. Uh, let me say it this way. This is The Brian Suits Show. Something to KTTH. Uh, he's, you know, all morning long I was looking for stuff to worry about, and then all of a sudden it, it comes along. I was I was ready to have a pretty good weekend. Okay, what's disrupted and, those well, plans? But first of all, I was worried that there was nothing to worry about, and then the respiratory illness data dashboard came up. The Washington uh, State Department of Health. The, how is the RSV in your kid's school district? Uh, I don't know. The respiratory. Sinkishal, Sinkishal, S Y N C Y T I A L, Sinkishal virus. The RSV uh, rate. See, it's anecdotal. You understand, which is not data. Um, your experience with I ninety in July is not data. Okay, so uh, anyway, but I know three people directly whose kids in the same school as my kid are out with that their RSV, which is. Uh, you know, all the amoxicillin in the world, you know, unless you're planning on choking on it, it's not going to help you because that's an antibacterial. This is another virus. Uh, how do you differentiate it from uh, influenza? I don't know. Uh, but the test, the rapid test, uh, tried 200 bucks. No thanks. But uh, so I don't know. But but I'm on the dashboard, uh, county by county. Um, uh, ER visits for RSV statewide for this week. Well, and here's the weird part: zero um, percent are. And and you know, and and the answer may be this might be the uh, Chief Diaz answer. No one wants to wait six hours at emergency at at uh, urgent care. <clears throat> Friend of mine, um, her fourteen year old boy. Uh, out, cough, 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 all night long, you know, shut up already. But I'm sick, Mom, whatever. Okay, whiner. And she took him to an urgent care, <clears throat> such as, in Lacey, such as, and they said, it was like 10 a.m. And they said, yeah, well, we project you around 4. And she said, well, you really put the urgent in urgent care. So she bailed, and her husband has access to certain antivirals, and he's a f effectively a physician's assistant for what he does uh, for another government agency that wears uniforms. But the state's reporting 0% of ER visits were uh, RSV. Influenza was 1%. COVID-19, 2%. However, the percentage of change from the previous week is it's down. RSV down 50%. So I don't know if, it's a, if I have to go county by county. Because if I do, that would be data. And I'd have to look at data. Uh, in, in that case. But um, anyway, that, that seems to be a thing. And, but it's again, it's anecdotal. I know it's anecdotal and I know that <clears throat> it's um, uh, not data. But I just I have a feeling that if I say, hey, have you heard about that in your kid's school, uh, high school or middle school? We, we might get some uh, some answers on that. <clears throat> Remember um, back in November, there was that crime against humanity when that dude broke into the winery in Woodenville and just cranked open a spigot and poured out eight six $600,000 worth of vintage white wine. 
Well, I, so you're assuming it was a dude. Well, do we know for that's a fact? who King County Sheriff's Department has under arrest ah. until he bailed out because nothing's a crime anymore in in King County. Even and and you would think for the snobs that we are, you'd think you would really clap the the wrist irons on a guy who poured out that much uh, wine. Twenty four thousand bottles, <clears throat> the equivalent, yeah. Um, and he and the thing is, when the footage came out. It was a guy who he was wearing a big wide wide brim cowboy hat and he was averting his gaze. He was not looking around for cameras because he knew where the cameras were. So you can you could tell a mile away, it's an inside job. So that means it's personal. Because who would go pour that much wine out besides me? Uh white wine. Wouldn't wouldn't feel white. Uh which is like I could do without the white. I'm a red wine yeah, guy. Yeah. Unless you're using it to cook or something. Um, uh, yeah, the white wine is so sugary. Yeah. So I declare it crap. Liquid crap. Uh, it's official. Um, so there you go. A suspect who broke into a Woodenville winery and destroyed about $600,000 worth of vintage wine uh, in November has been arrested. As of yesterday, the King County Sheriff's Office said they arrested a Seattle man in his 60s who's never been named in his life. Arrested him Wednesday morning. Investigators said he was also a former employee at the winery, Sparkman Cellars. Don't know where they are, um, but I know the, I know the area, and I, I the uh, concert lineup for uh, Chateau Saint Michel's uh, is out. And I'm oh, gonna, I got to see that. I'm gonna go to none of them. November twenty second, surveillance cameras caught a cowboy hat wearing vandal, uh, committing a war crime worse than Hitler. Going inside Sparkman Cellars, Sergeant Eric White of the King County Sheriff's Office said the suspect entered through an employee entrance. <clears throat> and knew the key code to access the winery. And those are part of that's part of the mountain of evidence that I had that said, I bet you it's an insider. Investigators said the suspect released 5,000 gallons of, of Sauvignon Blanc uh, on the floor just weeks before it was scheduled to be um, bottled. So, wait, well, then what's oh, 600,000 in value, 24,000 uh, bottles? And that, and that, you know what? The to me, the uh, unconsumable wine is Gewurztraminer. You know the German uh, Rhone River Valley wine, so sweet. It's like no hard no on that one. Now, I'm not saying pass me the Merlot, but I'm with you. I, I like the tannin in red wine with with the beef with the beefs. The the red wine works with a side of heartburn. No wine with fish. Period. Just none. Just keep it. And 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 all that the crap about white wine with seafood, no such thing. That's American. That's stupid. How about no white wine in general? How about how about we go to war with Thrace? Come on, Spartans, let's go take out Thrace. Uh, well, apparently the White House released this a few hour about an hour ago. These these uh, sanctions against uh, the Russia. Uh, such as, and I'm not really buying it, but because they're already so sanctioned, they've engineered an economy, a GDP that grew last year um, over 4%. No EU economy grew near the wartime economy, the heavily sanctioned uh, Putin economy. So, well, Stephen, we're getting what are you going to do about that? A little more detail this morning. President Biden just put out a statement in the last hour. As you said, they're looking at more than 500 different 
sanctions, different targets as a part of this particular action that we'll see taken by both the Treasury Department and the State Department. This is the single largest. That's going to be pretty bad. Largest group of uh, sanctions that the U.S. has taken against Russia since its invasion of Ukraine. And the president, in his statement said today that it is because of the war in Ukraine that we're seeing these sanctions. And, and, and it sends a non-message worse than no message. The message is we don't know what we're doing. We don't play hardball. There's no more hardball in America. And uh, you know what you can do personally, how you can you can sanction Putin? Uh, you know my favorite business in Renton, Greg? I've, I sense you've been there a time or two as well. Azell's Chicken? Is there one there? Oh, yeah. We go there. Really? We frequent Is it the original? It might be. I'm not sure. It could be. Uh, no, uh, Ikea. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. And not for the meatballs. <laughs> Boy, those are good. It's been a while since I've been to the Ikea. Um, little little thing about Ikea. Well, well, well I love me a, a good Allen wrench afternoon and the whole thing. And I, I love ordering online, then picking it up in lovely tax-free poop-filled Oregon. Uh, right there by the airport, by PDX. And not and avoiding those evil Inslee sales taxes here. They've had a bit of a resource change the last couple of years. Because you hear this from Russians on Telegram. The Chinese are raping Siberia of their pine forests. Russia's not getting a dime for them. Uh, Putin's getting all the dimes because the, the, the Chinese are buying miles of Siberian pine forests. Good morning, China. Because China's cutting down the pine. And what are they doing? Are they making toothpicks out of it? No. Uh, because if you, if you read real close on the box, turns out it's not made in Sweden. Um, it's and, and as far as made goes, it, why, why does it all come in a flat box? Well, because that's how they box it, where it's made in China. <clears throat> and it's being made from Russian pine. And that's a, it's a source of hard currency, not on the sanctions list. Not a bit. And uh, believe me, I'm far from ever telling anyone not to enjoy the the uh, the fine, fine, well-designed uh, furniture. At, and not Ikea's fault, you understand. Their factories are in China, and they were cutting down Chinese pine, but there's not a hell of a lot of it uh, left. Meanwhile, to the north of them, there's a hell of a lot of it left. And Russians used to work in the woods. Not no more, because now the Chinese sent Chinese crews to cut down Chinese pine. And I'm, and I'm not in the Treasury Department. I don't have secret access to secret files. Well, I mean, not about this anyway. And so um, I, I'm just saying we're not playing a real smart game on, on this one. And that consider that thing one on uh, Know-It-All. I want it all, and I want it now. Know-It-All. First thing. That was the first thing. Later on, uh, download a text app to 800-465-8770. Skip right to the second hour. But you'd be missing out on a world-class first hour, so I, I say don't do that. Uh, thing two. Second thing. Uh, Zelensky can swear in English when he wants to, and, but it's okay because I can insert tone. Or as on our, on our system, it's generate. I generated tone on this one, so don't don't worry about this, Greg. So Brett Baer was in Ukraine. Um they're promoting it that he was like in bayonet range of the Russians. He was, he was close enough to hear artillery or foliate in or whatever. But I mean, but guess what? Guess guess what? Close enough for artillery means. Um, turns out artillery's real, real loud. So regardless, at least he was an American 
reporter who went downrange and to the war zone and got to see a real actual uh, war destruction as, as opposed to anyone from CNN or, or whatever. Uh, so he asked Zelensky, hey, what about that Tucker Carlson visit to a <clears throat> to a uh, Russian grocery store? Did you hear about his gushing piece and two-hour interview uh, with Putin? I, I, I heard some messages and in media and also my my guys who are... Now, can you understand this first take? Yeah. Or? Oh, okay. Because sure. he does have a war to fight. So, so you're asking me about Tucker Carlson? I, I, I heard some messages and in media and also my, my guys who are uh, advisors, they said. So I, I, I don't have to, to I, I don't have time to hear more than two hours of bull about us, about the world, about the United States, about our relations. So he's against it, by the way, on that. And on, on this, I'm, I'm on Zelensky's side very much. Um, and but that I got to say, that's a universal word. Um, it's it's uh, it's like saying caca. Every, Bull honky. Everybody knows what caca is, or merde in French, or or whatever. But um, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, he he his uh, curiosity in regards to what an American apologist is ne- is going to do next has largely largely been satisfied. Um, you know what? You know what? Um, uh, yesterday it was AT and T. Today it's uh, pharmaceutical places have been hacked across America. And you know what I'm looking at on my on my screen? Do you have that on your screen? I've got a commercial on my screen. The video signal's been interrupted. There you go. The conspiracy. Uh, the it's the the sun flares uh, are at it again. Doesn't everybody just assume that they've been <clears throat> hacked at this point in time? Because our information is in abundance online. Well, that's what cracks me. Services up. and industries and. But what, what, you know, we assumed yesterday it, it. Well, it has to be a hack because it was so specific, or was it? But then it got wider spread, and I don't know. Ultimately, you you and. Um, down defender whatever that website that was counting the outages it is based on you going to that website hearing about it and then reporting that you're down not real uh, you know so we we really don't know what the extent of it was so today when i said the headline the sun just launched three huge solar flares in 24 hours what it means well i mean we're not broadcasting on shortwave <clears throat> i mean it affects shortwaves but not am uh, is this third thing we we hope it's turning into it fast Third thing. And look at that, just in time. Here's the fourth thing. Um, so uh, so let me find the the story about this. Pharmacies nationwide this morning, pharmacies nationwide are reporting uh, outages in a, wake, uh, in a wave of cyber attacks. Change Healthcare reported the issues due to a cyber attack, which is causing havoc for patients attempting to fill prescriptions. So uh, I don't know. Is it is it worse than Rite Aid closing because of... Vagrants, probably. With the same effect, pharmacies all over the country are experiencing delays in prescription orders due to a cyber attack on one of the biggest healthcare technology companies in the nation, Change Healthcare. Everyone I know, and I know like three people that are, you know, they, they're they're olders, they get their prescriptions in the mail or FedEx. They, they don't physically go to a uh, pharmacy anymore. Does anyone do that? I go to a pharmacy. For what? For pills. Oh, uh, Change Healthcare first known to see cybersecurity issue affecting its networks on Wednesday morning on the East Coast. Uh, so anyway, are, is it a regular visit or do you? 
Uh, just refill? I get, I get like heartburn pills, whatever those are called. Tums? I don't ask questions. I just go, okay, doc. Um, I'm as you as you see, you can dig into my tums. I get these from the Costco. See, I needed the extra strength. I, I, I say, I say Tums, level. not the brand name. It's it's like aspirin, which is a brand name. Tums mm-hmm. are a brand name. Ultra uh, ultra strength antacid, calcium carbonate. You know, can't go wrong with that. Uh, so anyway, we'll we'll update that uh, for you. And 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 speaking of a preview of things to come, if you sanction, and I, I read this uh, yesterday a little bit in the six a.m. hour. If you sanction China and Russia, if you come at his with a knife, he comes back at you with a gun. It's the opposite of the untouchables. Um, th- there are people being paid to sit in a basement in Tehran, uh, outside Moscow, outside Beijing, or they're in uniform. They're being paid to be in uniform to do nothing but hack. Um, and they're, the best hacks are the ones you don't know about yet. They're just sitting there. In Bonneville Power's dam administration uh, software, and you're not going to know about them until suddenly all the floodgates open up, or they stop generating electricity at every dam in Washington, and the whole thing. That's how that works. And so, anyway, uh, America still leading the world in softball. So this is a crazy story, <clears throat> and that's why it's thing four. Fourth thing. Thing quattro. Have you seen? NVIDIA go crazy. Um, I I mentioned this a couple months ago when you find out that the most sought-after chip for artificial intelligence is a graphics processing chip by the NVIDIA company. Then you realize five months ago when I said that, well, that's about to go crazy. Well, it's gone nuts. NVIDIA, the company NVIDIA, is getting close. They set a record yesterday. They're getting close to a $2 trillion valuation on because of the AI chip demand. Because of the demand, un, unlike uh, uh, electronic uh, vehicles, unlike EVs, the demand for the NVIDIA AI chip is insane. It, it is so crazy that they're literally delivering the chips in armored cars. $2 trillion valuation. One share of NVIDIA's stock will cost you $808 this morning. And you know what it was when I said that five months ago? Three fifty. dollars Because the word had gotten out um, that this is going to go crazy. So it was three fifty dollars in the day I said that five months ago. So there you go. I know, I know, I'm no mathematician, but eight hundred dollars is more than three fifty, dollars right? Uh, went, went up 16% yesterday. Uh, it took him 24 years as a public company for its valuation to reach the rarefied, ra- rarefied error of $1 trillion. Thanks to the chipmaker's role in powering the AI revolution, the company's closing in on the second trillion in just eight months. And I remember it's that weird little logo on your PCs. Especially if you're a gamer like me. Um, and, uh, and, and, then, and from the last time I built a computer... A gaming PC, like in the 90s, I bought an NVIDIA chip. Um, and the two big ones are Radeon and NVIDIA. And NVIDIA is obviously the winner uh, here. But um, and so, in other words, NVIDIA's value, never mind Tesla, their value is half of Russia's GDP, uh, a third of Italy's, um, and, and all that. And so, um, but and once again, the uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, spiking the football, trolling the world on this one, um, on playing on Obama's "You didn't build that thing about roads." 
government's job is not to develop something like NVIDIA. That's the private sector. Great op-ed from them. The government didn't build that $2 trillion share valuation. The op-ed is NVIDIA, AI, and U.S. innovation. Pretty pretty amazing story. And we're absolutely leaving the world behind uh, because of this, uh, the guy that owns NVIDIA. Um, I heard some uh, pretty stunning stuff about the future in America versus other countries. Uh, and in a worldwide discussion of demographics, America is facing the opposite problem of many, many countries that we call allies and industrial countries around the world. They're all getting older. And we're not. And they're not replacing their old people. And there, there could be a time sometime in the next hundred uh, years or so, we're going to have 11 billion people on Earth. So why is this not our problem? I'll tell you in a second, right after this on uh, Brian Suit Show here on a Friday, AM 770 KTTH. Some Sony KTTH friend suits here. Did you see that uh, Kamala Harris video yesterday where she's talking about? She, I don't. I don't get the context of it, but but uh, she's talking about she bought a George Clinton doll, and she's talking to the 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 press who who are generally one particular ethnic demographic, and she said, "Who knows who George Clinton is?" And and I'm like, "Well, who doesn't know?" And no one, no one tricked their head and said, "Yeah, he's uh, you know Parliament Funkadelic." And she goes, "She and she goes P Funk," and she said it like, "I'm in charge here now. I'm look at me. I'm the captain. I'll I'll get it for you." I I throw up a little bit in my mouth whenever I I, I feel ashamed about how much I like Pink Floyd. Um, now because Roger Waters is crazy and he sang most of it, right? That's why when he does a concert, he's singing and he's doing it in the voice of Pink Floyd. You never see Pink Floyd anymore. Um, I but David Gilmore is a great guitar player. Which one of them sang all of Dark Secret? I mean, oh, a Dark uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I thought him and David Gilmore were singers. In the they group, they but I, it off. I could be wrong. Roger Waters has slammed Bono because of his support for Israel and his uh, grief about the hundreds of people killed at the Nova Festival tribute. As you would, how dare you grieve over people un innocent unarmed people killed? Pink Floyd's former frontman, known for his anti-Semitic remarks because he's a Jew hater, shares his reaction to Bono's tribute I, I, because we heard this, was it, uh, it was at the Grammys, right? It was one of the live acts in the Grammys. They went live to the Sphere in Vegas. Oh, yeah, Bono's Vegas. been very outspoken on this. And he, he altered some lyrics, and so Roger Waters thinks he's a wanker. Roger Waters, who is considered one of the world's prominent anti-Israel voices. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a, that's a loaded phrase. Pro prominent anti-Israeli Adolf Hitler uh, once again expressed his opinion regarding the Israel-Hamas conflict. By the way, and Roger Waters is on the side of the uh, raping baby decapitators. He's supporting them. <clears throat> He's also very pro-Putin. Uh, 
I don't, yeah. I mean, well, it, who his dad is or whose dad was explains a lot about him, I realize. Um, Bono or Paul Hewson, the band U2's lead singer, a letter U and a number two. Um, you two led a tribute to the victims of the Nova Festival massacre that did not sit well with with Waters. Everyone else was like, "God, I wish I was there." And that I get I get to go see that residence in the sphere. They he sounded great. And Roger Waters uh, told whatever you know what else Al Jazeera. He said, "Quote anybody who knows Bono should go and pick him up by his ankles and shake him until he stops being an an enormous." And then he said the S word. That's a very British thing to say. Well, aren't you a big S? Uh, Water said in an interview with uh, the Qatari News Network, Al Jazeera, he said, quote, uh, he goes on, we have to start saying to these people, your opinion is so disgusting and so degrading, sticking up for the Zionist entity. I love that. When he when he uses uh, uh, Hamas, the Hamas word and the Iranian word for Israel. What he did a couple of weeks ago in the sphere in Las Vegas, uh, singing about the stars of David, was one of the most disgusting things I've seen in my life. Yeah, I I don't get him. I, I, I don't. Until I happened upon his father's grave. You, for you see, his dad died in 1944 in the old whiskey, whiskey deuce. His dad was a committed commie. A died-in-the-wool committed commie. And... Early part of uh, World War One, when Stalin was on Hitler's side and uh, Britain and Germany went to war, Roger Waters' dad, uh, Eric, um, the Communist Party of England said, no, no, you, you don't go to war against Stalin's ally. So the, though he wasn't he didn't feel the need to go off uh, and, and defend Blighty and the crown and the whole thing. So then. A year later, Hitler invades Russia. Then all of a sudden, the common, the International Communist Party, the Comintern, they told uh, English commies, okay, now you can join. So his dad joined the British Army, and then he was thankfully croaked in 1944 in Italy. And then Roger, you know, committed socialist, he festooned his dad with this huge grave. And I was for uh, at the American grave in northern, northern Italy and then visited the British grave, and there was a big you know, memorial. And, I, and I'm like, well, what's that? And they said, well, that's that's Roger Waters' dad, the the uh, the the Commonwealth War Grave in Casino. And uh, yeah, he went and gave his dad a, a right proper headstone and uh, and brags about it because he's wealthy. He he's wealthy as heck. Is why because of people like me who paid. I I I don't know where I have it, but I have the actual LP of Dark Side of the Moon, the actual 33. Uh-huh. Are we going to burn it live on the air? Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. That's the thing. He would win. Bin Laden would win, and he would win. If I if I gave into my anger uh, about being duped by that. That being said, from start to finish, there's really only I I don't like it when you cut up Dark Side of the Moon with the individual, um, you know, great gig in the sky and all that. It's such a album. You, you put the needle down. You started to put the needle down and then headphones and, and all that. But, I mean, I feel ashamed to even think, but that came out of that guy. Um, <clears throat> let me uh, let me open up the, well, at least we're not Portland file. Are you ready, Seattle? San Francisco store is forcing customers to shop with an escort to curb rampant shoplifting. Um, this is a hardware store. Um, this is a, a old-timey hardware store, not a chain. This is individually owned, 
A San Francisco shop rolling out a bizarre new rule in an attempt to cut down on rampant shoplifting, Fredrickson's Hardware and Paint. Um, and this is in this really quirky uh, part of San Francisco where people, uh, you know, smoke meth and fentanyl and just relieve themselves, empty their bowels on the sidewalks. But that's not why it's quirky, believe it or not. That's what that's its common touch with the rest of San Francisco. But it's it's one of those legacy, family-owned hardware places that you can still find. Um, I, I if I can if I if if the lights with me, I go past big chain farmy place and I go to this place locally because it's lumber, paint, and you know those cool little flashlights at the point of purchase. That some people, some hardware stores have and some don't. You can't resist. They have them all. <laughs> they have them all. Nebo, N-E-B-O. Um, anyway, so here's what happens. Um, in in Cow Hollow in, in San Francisco, you come in. The store has cordoned off a section of its entrance to create a small waiting area where customers will need to wait. So you have to wait for your escort, right? And then, they sh then you go say, oh, uh, that there, can I touch that with my hand and see if it's heavy or not? No. Right an essay. So, I mean, better than closing, right? But, I mean, that's the thing. This is the position that they're in. Family-owned place, it's not like Rite Aid, where Rite Aid draws a, a Sharpie around uh, Nancy Pelosi and then adds a 1,000 uh, yards around Nancy Pelosi and closes every Rite Aid. It's not like that. You know, yeah, the small family store can't shut down because of your shoplifting. They also are going to be sued if they beat your butt. I, I would rather, you know, try that out on, on that. <clears throat> well, we're run, running out of time, so when we come back, okay, so that's the better than Portland uh, file. In this case, you can you can insert uh, crappy 49erville on that one. Uh, so the happy file's coming up uh, in the next break. Uh, you know, people say you never do happy news. Well, there's a, uh, there's a happy ending for another grifter involved in cryptocurrency. And, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't revel in any, anyone's death. But uh, of anyone describing themselves as a crypto king deserves this headline. Missing crypto king found chopped up and flushed down toilet by terrified plumbers. You, oh, I know a hardware store you might want to go visit. But you're going to be in that plunger all day long. Because he was a big dude. Uh, back in a second with that. Uh, th this will turn your frown upside down. Let me tell you this. Um, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. I was afraid I was going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. But then I found out that uh, Wish You Were Here was voiced by David Gilmore. Oh, good. Yeah. Woo. Uh, you're, you'd like this site because you allegedly played the guitar. Uh, key of C, How I Wish, How I Wish You Were, Key of D, Here. And it has lyrics and everything. It's one of my favorite songs. I'm good. Just two lost souls swimming in a fish Great lyric. 
Okay, so uh, not commie David Gilmore, not Jew-hating commie. And, and you know what? You, you mock Bono, you mock me. There you go. Um, do uh, then they they did good. They did really good guitar work, didn't they? Especially live. Oh, the Edge, the Pink Floyd's. Oh yeah, no, the Pink Floyd. David Gilmore is a guitar god in rock history for sure. Uh, well, good. And he's he's not a commie like his uh, partner. This, you know, the song uh, "Wish You Were Here" is about. Uh, is that the one where he was anesthetized or something? He's uh, one of the founding members of Pink Floyd. Sid Barrett went crazy early in the band's history. That plus, you know, the psychedelic drugs, and he went into his own world and uh, and stuff. Oh, I was thinking of Comfortably Numb. No, no. Maybe some uh, inspiration. Uh, well, Christian Peeve, P-E-E-V, is or was an American. He was a early crypto investor, whatever that means. That's like influencer or something. He was also a big muscle bro. And if you were a muscle bro too, then maybe you ran into him at the Hard Rock in Sofia, Bulgaria, um, like uh, Vesko Valchinov did. And they got to be bros because, uh, you know, they, they were both, uh, you know, uh, you know, trying to match, you know, what you were, what you're benching. No, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. Okay, upright row. No, okay, you go first. And uh, so anyway, they, they they got ink and the whole thing, and it all worked out just fine. Vesko Valchinov, a Bulgarian, um, thought he was getting in with this very wealthy American who, and there's only one reason, by the way, that Americans relocate to Bulgaria. Um, who was who was that guy? Who speaking of Tucker interviews? Who was that guy in Bulgaria or was it Romania that who, who was being? Uh, lambasted because of his little habit of kidnapping American women and beating them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't he like a popular he, podcaster dude? He, yeah, that's right. And he's, I think he's still in Bulgarian custody, which you don't want to be in. Well, <clears throat> uh, Bulgaria is one of those countries where you go there and the more money you pay the authorities, the less likely you'll be arrested. But he could not pay Vesko Valchinov. Uh, from murdering him. Uh, so the American um, Christian Peeve is now dead. If you're looking for him and if you're counting on an open casket, that ain't happening because Vesco uh, is is not a he's not an amateur. He beat him to death with dumbbell, dumbbells and then he had a little problem because Christian Peeve was a big dude, a big buffed out, you know, uh, guy. So Vesco did what any practical so problem solving a Bulgarian would do. He dismembered him into tiny constituent parts, but not too tiny that they didn't plug up the toilet. Because being bludgeoned and then flushed down the toilet, that's a very bad way to go. You know, I mean, that that's why being lost at sea, any day, please. But um, we're, we're once again proving that the Brian Suit Show this is, is the happy break for the entire family. <laughs> this is the happy break. This is a Friday uh, close of business uh, break. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I got to say... If you tell me beforehand, like a Bond villain, and then I'm going to dismember you and flush you down the toilet, it's like, really? <laughs> Isn't that just kind of going over the top on that one? How about, have you thought of vat of acid? I may have one in the garage, in the carport, or in, in the garage. But so anyway, uh, he was found, Christian P of um, 20, uh, 41 years old, was uh, found by the plumbers, and the plumbers were called because the toilet kept overflowing, and the Sophia... Uh, sewer system is one of those like Paris where your toilet flushes into a big uh, common 
uh, sewer that probably was built by Julian the Apostate or some other uh, Roman uh, emperor, and uh, then it flops into into a big tube. So anyway, they found they found him, and he was plugging up the toilet, and then where it normally flowed into the into the 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 uh, broad majestic uh, river that, that runs through Sophia. Um, they found the rest of them uh, a bad scene. But anyway, you know, the the cryptocurrency trading uh, business is uh, the less for it. Uh, and so anyway, um, <clears throat> so the uh, that uh, Israel Gaza war is over. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just that no one in the American media knows what's about to happen, and it's because. The White House knows slightly less than an intern at MSNBC. They can't even. Well, um, they had Netanyahu had to leak a memo, and it's called "Life After Hamas," and it's the 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 playbook for for what Gaza looks like um, six months from now. You will not remember a year from now when this war is over and. Uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai construction companies are hiring Chinese to come and rebuild Gaza or occasionally a Palestinian. And actual well-trained Palestinian police are patrolling around, actually enforcing the law instead of taking bribes. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu will be an afterthought. He will not be in politics in Israel, and he certainly will not be getting a Nobel Peace Prize because right now, Everyone is really positive that violence never solved anything, and that um, if that a strong military should somehow fight with one arm behind its back or whatever. Netanyahu begs to differ, and that's why his overwhelming support as a wartime prime minister continues in Israel. His respect and love as a civilian politician not not up there, but the Israelis more than any other people, certainly more than me, can separate uh, their war from their politics. And so right now he's very useful. When he stops being useful, uh, he will go back to being former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for like the fourth time uh, and and whatever. But broad strokes of this. Um, And you can see it on Maxar satellites. The Israeli army is busy re-engineering Gaza from the top down, from the north to the south. There is still business. There's commerce in the south, but it's going away fast. And the day-to-day contact with uh, the, the Israel Defense Forces and Hamas people that still wish to fight is less and less and less. And that's the metric in this one. It was a uh, a game of attrition. It was a game of logistics. And the Israelis, by the way, they, they are updating their casualty figures. They're not real happy about them because Israel has, has fought, has been lucky uh, in that their conflicts have uh, been concluded pretty quickly. And their casualties are remarkably light by American standards. In Israel, they're astounding. The 73 war is still their deadliest war, but this one is catching up to it because this one has, this is day 140 of uh, this, this operation. And nobody in Israel wonders what they're doing. No one says, what are they even doing? No one thinks that Netanyahu went over the top like, uh, like Biden did. Uh, but when we uh, come back uh, here in a couple of minutes, I just want to make this point, just in case you missed it. Um, the widow of Alexei Navalny met with the president. The widow and uh, her daughter of Alexei Navalny uh, met in the Bay Area yesterday with the, the president. 
And it was all a literal photo op. There was a, there was a staged hug because she's a widow. Um, when the husband's dead, you're not you're not the wife. You don't refer to the woman as a wife. She is a widow. Um, and they wanted everyone to see that contrast between Trump making uh, Navalny's death all about him and uh, the value of real estate or whatever in Manhattan. I mean, that's I mean, narcissist and a narcissist. Is, is anyone surprised by that? You should. You have no right to be anymore. Okay. Um, is anyone surprised that Biden made this a photo op? You shouldn't be. You should pay attention when you feel like it uh, or whatever. So the marching orders came out when when he met the press. Biden had a, a bit of a verbal screw up. Imagine that. Um, and so what networks left it in versus which ones edited it out um, are pretty much the list of. Who is on the White House's speed dial? Here's a network that did not edit out the uh, the the verbal gaffe on this one. And when you're, when you're gonna have a really uh, um, I- iconic moment, hugging the widow of a political of a world famous uh, political prisoner in Russia, at least get her first name right. So anyway, Yulia Navalny met Biden yesterday, but he changed her name a little bit. This morning I had the honor of meeting with Alexei Navalny's wife and daughter. The one thing I made that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to the fight he had on her way. When Reefer commented, Yolanda was confused and she wished uh, Yulia uh, good health and the whole thing. At, at least he got the daughter part correct. Uh, all right, uh, hour number three, wrapping up the week. And so that means that at the bottom of the hour, a last of the week, uh, checking the texting, 800-465-8770. And the first time ever, now we're not going to, I was going to say like best text of the week. No, sorry, I'm not going back to the text that much. But um, anyway, we'll get on the text machine to make an impression machine on the Brian Suits uh, machine here uh, for your Friday edition. Back in a second, AM 770 KTH.